Welcome to Igniting the Fire Within, a limited series podcast presented by Wildfire Magazine and The Burn Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Emily Purcell. Each week for the next year, you'll hear an essay from our book read by the author. Igniting the Fire Within is a collection of stories of healing, hope, and humor, offering an insider's view into today's young breast cancer community. We compiled 50 essays from people diagnosed in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. There's medicine for each of us in these stories, whether you've been personally diagnosed with cancer or not. Wildfire stories in general, but especially the ones you'll hear from Igniting the Fire Within, are stories of transformation. Our storytellers experienced a shift in perspective as a result of something that happened to them. And the cancer diagnosis was not the thing that happened, or it wasn't the only thing. The cancer diagnosis was merely the catalyst for later changes that led our writers to understand the deep truths about the world. Each one of them learned lessons that showed them what it is to live, not just survive, in the glare of cancer. We believe deeply that the stories that change us aren't so much about what happened as they are about what came next. And hearing those stories, true stories of transformation, that's what ignites the fire within each of us. A listener note before we dive in, cancer is a salty business. Sometimes talking about it and the aftermath requires salty language. Listener discretion is advised. Today's storyteller is Melanie Childers. Melanie is a feminist business coach. At 34, she was diagnosed with stage 2 hormone receptor positive breast cancer. Here's Melanie Childers reading her essay titled, No. I'd always been on the fence about having children. My husband had been as well. We both loved kids, but having our own would radically change our lives, and neither of us were sure we were really ready for that change. We'd been married for five years when I decided to go off birth control. We agreed we'd just see what happens, and either we'd get pregnant or we wouldn't. So in January of 2010, at the age of 33, I stopped taking the pill. And thus endeth my sex life. (laughs) Well, not entirely, but we were both just so unsure that we nearly stopped having sex altogether. I gave up on the idea and to restore my marriage, I went back on the pill the following January. Nine months later, I had breast cancer. I will always wonder if the hormonal fluctuation of on-again, off-again pill usage caused my cancer or made it grow. I'd been on the pill for 20 years until that point without a breast lump in sight. At my first oncologist appointment, the doctor asked my husband and I if we wanted kids. We looked at each other blankly. We both just wanted me to be alive. Any talk of children would have had to take a back seat in light of what we were facing together. Would we want to freeze some eggs? She asked. Another blank look. She explained that chemo would put me into menopause and the odds of getting pregnant post-cancer were slim. After she explained that the process of freezing eggs would mean pumping my body full of the hormones that might make my cancer grow, just so I could maybe possibly someday have children I wasn't even sure I was ready for, my choice was clear. And it was a heartbreaking one. No frozen eggs. The odds that my cancer would grow in the process was just too great. I was out of time for getting pregnant as well. And my worst nightmare was bringing a child into the world only to leave my husband to care for him or her alone. So we had to say no. No eggs, no babies, no toddlers, no first days of school, no skinned knees and bruised elbows, no bike riding lessons, no driving lessons, no graduations, no marriages, no grandchildren. No. The magnitude of the decision sent me reeling. 
Over the next few days, I vacillated from heartbreak to anger to acceptance and back again. I couldn't believe that cancer would take my decision from me, that it would all come down to this literal life or likely death option, that having children really wasn't in the cards for me. I had waited too long to decide, and now I had no choice. It took me another year to come to full acceptance. The part of me that wanted to be freewheeling with no child responsibilities was relieved. The part of me that wanted to watch a being I had brought into the world grow, learn, and have amazing experiences was devastated. It wasn't until I finished all of my chemo treatments that my grief fully settled in and had to be lovingly acknowledged, felt, and processed. It's true that sometimes you don't know how bad you want something until it's no longer an option. Coming to terms with my feelings about my new reality was a challenge. Cancer didn't just take my breasts. It took my potential future family. It took the daydreams of what my children might look like. It took bedtime stories and irrepressible giggles. It took excited Christmas mornings and awkward first dates. I was honestly surprised at the depth of my grief and sadness. I had to learn to feel it completely and meet it with compassion, kindness, and love. That in itself was a bumpy road, littered with potholes of should-haves and self-blame. But with some help from a few of my favorite authors, Glennon Doyle, Brene Brown, Liz Gilbert, Anne Lamott, and Pema Chodron, I learned to forgive myself. I hadn't asked for this, for this cancer. I hadn't known this would be my path. Maybe things would be different if I had known. Maybe not. My husband's loving kindness went a long way too. He helped me heal physically and emotionally and held my hand through it all. And though we're no longer together now, his love and our closeness was the greatest gift I could have received at that time in my life. And while we may not have children together, we still have our mutual love and respect for each other. What was born out of my cancer experience instead was an unshakable sense of self, an incredible knowledge of my own strength, self-respect, and self-love an integral understanding of who I am and why I'm here. A part of me had believed that I needed a family to be whole, but what I really needed was me. Fully and powerfully, unapologetically, me. And that is all that matters. I'm Emily Purcell, and you've been listening to Igniting the Fire Within, a limited series podcast by Wildfire Magazine and The Burn. Check us out at wildfirecommunity.org to order your copy of the book so you can read along each week. You'll also find our magazine and storytelling workshops there. Big thanks to our producer, Bill Smith of Shoe Production, and our production assistant, Monica Haro. Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. If you like what you hear, tell your best friend, tell your mom, tell your oncologist. I mean, really tell everyone you know. Or head into your podcast app and leave us a starred review to help others find their way to igniting their own fire within.